On this week's episode of There'll Be Crossbows, John buys a body pillow resembling former President Calvin Coolidge on Etsy, James boops the nose of a particularly soft Siberian tiger, and they both go on a shopping spree for fake fur, but get dissuaded by fake animal rights activists. All this and more on There'll Be Crossbows, the first podcast to use the word podcast during the podcast. And the beastly horde approach the castle gates as a ruinous multitude of malice, but the king was prepared. For the blue wizard had warned him. There will be danger, and there will be crossbows. You've made it to another episode of There Will Be Crossbows. Welcome back. My name is John, and I'm one of your hosts. The theme this week is the word fluffy. That word reminds me most of a t-shirt that my grandma used to wear that said, I'm not fat, I'm fluffy. And every time I think of that shirt, it gives me happy, nostalgic feelings. You ever had those? You know someone who always gives me happy, warm, nostalgic feelings? is my co-host and friend and life partner, James. Let's give him a call and see how he's doing. Hey, James. Hey, John. What's new in your world? Well, I was just thinking about my grandma. You know, my grandma died a long time ago. Oh my God, John, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. I had no idea. We never talked about your grandma. This is a bombshell you just dropped to me. I'm so sorry. I, I missed the funeral. I, I know this is going to be a shock to you, but I have a lot of ancestors who are no longer with me. Oh my God, who else, John? Uh, almost everyone older than me. I think the only person older than me left in my family, I have one aunt and my dad. Everyone else is gone. Holy shit. When were you going to tell me about this? I just feel like I've lost part of my family because we're such close friends. This is, this is really hard, John. To be fair, most of them died a long time ago, before I met you, before you were born, before I was born even. I might need some time to kind of um, process. I might not be able to do this podcast this week. I didn't realize this would hit you so hard. Well, it's a huge portion of your family, John, and ostensibly that's my family too, in a way. I, uh, I'm going to try to still do the podcast and just kind of internalize right now the loss that I feel. Okay. Um, but please, please let me know when anyone else in your immediate sphere dies right away. What happened? Was it all the same accident? Did they all get wiped out at once or, or what? A lot of them did. There was a meteor strike that hit a hut where most of my ancestors lived. Um, the ones that survived, they kind of just kind of, they died off over time. That sounds horrible. That must have been... Uh, so tough for you to grapple with. Um, it was, it was when, you know, when you're a child and your parents pull you aside and they're like, your entire family is dead. There, there's a little panic that sets in until they, they further explain that most of them lived hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Right. And once they explain that 
this does not include us. We are not currently ghosts talking to you from beyond the grave, because that would be my immediate panic thought. Because usually when somebody mentions something about a group that includes themselves, they're referring also to themselves. If I told you, John, all of your podcast partners are dead, you would assume I'm also referring to myself being one of your main podcast partners. Yeah, the, the fact that you would once again bring up that maybe you're dead, that, that's a clue. That's like a, a Da Vinci Code kind of clue. Oh, John, you and your conspiracy theories. Look, if I was dead, that would mean all of our listeners are your friends and that nobody who knows me listens to the podcast. And, huh, oh, wait, that actually checks out. You know, at one point, I thought maybe I wasn't real and I was a figment of your imagination. Now, I think maybe it's the other way around, or possibly neither one of us is real. But then what about the podcast? Is the podcast real or not? What have we been doing every week? I would like to think that if none of this was real, if this is all some sort of figment of my imagination, I would imagine a better scenario than what we've got going. Totally. Like, I'd imagine that we'd be, like, selling out giant concert venues weekly to do live podcasts. And, like, door-to-door -door cinnamon roll delivery. Also, I'd imagine both of us a little younger and more attractive than we are. Well, James, I, I wouldn't want us to be more attractive than we already are. That would pose problems in our lives. There is a reason why it's an audio-only podcast. Can't distract the listeners with our striking good looks, I guess. We want them to focus on our comedy, not just be blinded by our beauty. Here's the question. If I'm dead, how do I know? Look around the room. Do you see my grandma there anywhere? Or any of my ancestors? Um, just Uncle Chuck, but he's always here. I have bad news for you, buddy. No, Uncle Chuck's not dead. Please tell me Uncle Chuck's not dead. No, Uncle Chuck is not dead. He's just a creeper. Oh, thank God. Chuck, get the fuck out. Today's episode of There Will Be Crossbows is brought to you by the Fluffy Wuffy Kitty Cat and Doggy Woggy Resort Club of America. Are you saddy waddy because your life is a messy wessy? Sounds like you need a trippy whippy. Book yourself a dream weekend at the Fluffy Wuffy Kitty Cat and Doggy Woggy Resort Club of America. You'll spend every hour wow or cuddling with cutie weedy animals. We've got puggy wuggies and little bitty kitties galore. You might even forget, Weddy, how messy depressy you are. Come on down today and cuddle your sadness away. Dad, I have put together a presentation for you about why you should allow me to buy a dog. I have it on these various oversized cards on this easel. Um, what do you say? Can I, can I give you the presentation? Mikey, we're not made of money. Dad, you're saying no before you even heard the presentation. My card three and four are both about the financial responsibility of taking care of a dog. I, I think we could probably afford to take care of the dog. It's the initial expense. Dogs can be very expensive to purchase because I'm not having anything less than a purebred dog. Well, Dad, that's the thing. All you want is an English Bulldog, and those are one of the most expensive purebreds. They're like $4,000, Dad. I just want a street mutt. You can get one for like 75 bucks. 
Why would you mess around with a dog that is less doggy than the doggiest dog? Dad, I don't even understand what the hell that means. The English Bulldog is the doggiest dog that ever dogged. Why are you even going to mess around with something less than that? See, I, I disagree with your premise that all dogs have a certain amount of dogginess to them and that some dogs are more doggy than other dogs. I think that just because you're not a, you know, breeder-engineered purebred dog doesn't mean you're not a real dog at heart. Any dog that is not purebred is basically just a Frankenstein dog. No son of mine is going to have a Franken-dog. Okay, well, if we go with an English bulldog, purebred, we have to raise $4,000. Can I please get to my presentation so I can explain how we're going to make that money? You could just steal a dog. The Gloucesters down the street have two full-blood English bulldogs. Do they need to? No, they do not. They have double the doggy. Plus, Pitts and Stinky look so close to each other anyway that maybe if we stole one, they would assume that one dog was both dogs for a little while, and we could be three states away by the time they realized that we had stolen the other dog. Put that in your presentation. I'm not putting anything else in the presentation because it's clear you won't even look, listen to it. I was hoping to spare you having to give me the whole presentation, but if you're set on doing it, then you go right ahead. I will just sit back and drink my coffee. I know how you work, so all those cards behind me, they're empty. It's only the first card that says presentation about how to afford a dog. Everything else, just a blank page. I knew you wouldn't let me give the presentation, Dad. You're so set in your ways. There's a reason why you like English Bulldogs. They're stubborn as hell, Dad, and so are you. I'm going to tell you a secret, son. Go ahead and tell me your secret, Dad. Your ancestors were not all human. Wait, what? Is there dog in our blood, Dad? There's maybe a little dog in your blood. You are a Franken-dog. Was mom a full-blooded English bulldog, dad? I wish. It's time for another segment of Crossbow University, and we would once again remind prospective students, don't judge our school on what you find in the closets. You shouldn't even be looking in them, all right? You're a prospective student. You're a guest here. Jesus Christ. This week, we are joined by Jack Fluffy DiMarco, the only person to ever have survived his prison sentence in the maximum security Turkish prison known only as the Hellhole. Fluffy, it's good to have you. <laughs> Fluffy, we can only imagine what it was like in there. Tell us about an average day in the Hellhole. You wake up in the morning and they put you in the snake pit and then they serve you one of those nutritional shakes for food, followed by your mid-morning beating, meditation time, craft hour, Bread and butter for lunch, CrossFit training, spider therapy, mid-afternoon dog licking session, three hours of the Big Bang Theory, and then bedtime. That sounds pretty extreme. So Fluffy, forgive me for asking, but what did it really cost for a pack of cigarettes in the hellhole? You had to do a one-hour session with the Dementors for a pack. Now Fluffy, we understand you were responsible for the death of about 13 inmates while you were in the hellhole. Do you want to tell your side of that story? I was choreographer for the Hell Hole's production of Showboat. It was the simplest direction I could do. Heel toe, heel toe, kickball change, hitch kick. Easy as could be and they couldn't get it. We had to cancel the production. Now I'm told there's a certain section of the Hell Hole called the Hell Hole Pit. Describe what it's like down there. That's actually the nicest part. There's a little reading nook and some soft lights and some throw pillows. But you don't want to go to the pit. 
When you come back, they make you watch episodes of Two and a Half Men. Are there any rumors or myths about prisons that you would like to debunk for our audience? On good days, it's just like Oz. So how did you finally make it out of the prison? Last Thursday, the entire West Wing of the prison fell directly into the pit of hell, so they let the rest of us go. No, Fluffy, I'm just noticing down in my notes it says you were put into the hellhole for shoplifting? That's a legal technicality. I guess if you want to get really specific about it, I shoplifted some hearts out of some college students. They made a horror movie about it. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We learned a lot, and uh, please, from this point forward, stay 100 yards away from the school or more. Thank you. Hey, Billy, look. That cloud looks like Optimus Prime. You see, first there's a cloud layer. We always see Transformers in the cloud layer. Above the clouds are the clouds. No one can see them unless they use their imagination. That's where God lives, and also Optimus Prime. Are you saying that both of them are imaginary? Just because you can't see something doesn't mean it's real. Think about your dad. You can't see him anymore since he left, but he's still real, right? I suppose that's right. Or all of your family members who were killed by that meteor? They're still real just because you can't see them. Jimmy! It's God. God who? Optimus Prime God. We are the same. Ah, oh, sweet. I was hoping. This is so cool. Oh, that's so cool. Wow, I've never seen an actual transformation. Do you see that, Jimmy? <laughs> Jimmy, get your shit together. We're talking to God and Optimus Prime at the same time. We can't waste this opportunity. Okay, God slash Optimus Prime. Let me just ask you like three questions, okay? Okay, question one. I'm playing the new Castlevania, but I'm stuck on the boss that's like the werewolf boss. I can't get past him. Oh, something just killed God. What it's me. <laughs> the devil slash leader of the Decepticons. Oh my God. The leader of the Decepticons, it's... God, why can I not think of his name? Jimmy, what's the leader of the Decepticons? Oh, you know who it is. It's fill in name later. Thanks, editors of There'll Be Crossbow. Thanks for helping us out with that one. Oh my God, the leader of the Decepticons slash the devil just killed God slash Optimus Prime. This is just like the Bible wrote about. Well, uh, devil slash leader of the Decepticons, whose name none of us can remember at the moment, but I'm... I'm sure will come to us shortly. Do you mind if I ask you several questions since God is now dead? I'm not doing anything else. Killing God was the only thing on my list for the day. Okay, question two. So uh, same question I posed to God. So I'm playing Castlevania and I'm stuck on this like werewolf boss. I just cannot figure out how to get past him because all my normal attacks aren't doing anything. Note from the Crossbows editor. The name of the evil Transformer is Megatron. Now you know. Knowing is half the battle. Wrong cartoon! We found an alligator snapping turtle at the side of the road. 
I fell in love instantly and asked dad if I could take him home. He said, are you fucking nuts? That thing could take your arm off. It's as old as a dinosaur and probably about as tough. I screamed and cried and dad finally gave in. That's how Fluffy became my new best friend. We took him in and we raised him as our own. He became one of the family and this became his home. Now Fluffy is as sweet as can be despite being spiky and flat. On an unrelated note, has anyone seen the cat? Oh Fluffy, I'll defend you till the end. Fluffy, you're my only friend. Fluffy, no matter what you do. Fluffy, I'll be here for you. He's a staunch defender of our household. He always keeps us safe. When there's even a knock at the door, he flies into berserker rage. I feel a little bad for what he did to the mailman's face. But it's also kind of that guy's fault for dropping packages off after eight. I take the blame for the day when Fluffy escaped the fence. He was just trying to be friendly, now the neighbor's chickens are dead. I'll be the first to admit I shouldn't have brought him for show and tell. I do hope Polly's fingers grow back and Brenton's leg as well. It's not poor Fluffy's fault that he bites with such strong force. It's not poor Fluffy's fault the turtles can't feel remorse. Oh Fluffy, I'll defend you till the end. Fluffy, you're my only friend. Fluffy, no matter what you do. Fluffy, I'll be here for you. They say a turtle could live forever if it's well cared for. That's probably true since Fluffy's been here 200 years or more. The world's seen a lot of changes, Fluffy's seen them too. He's just as grumpy as he's always been, and lord that turtle grew! He's been terrorizing Omaha with his enormous size. He'll eat your whole family and never bat an eye. People ask why I continue to support this awful beast. It's because if he could feel love, he'd love me a little at least. Oh, Fluffy, I'll defend you to the end. Fluffy, you're my only friend. Fluffy, no matter what you do. Fluffy, I'll be here for you. He's doing just exactly what nature programmed him to do. I don't blame him at all, but I feel bad he tried to kill you. I promised I'd take care of him like my dad and his dad before. And his dad and his dad and his dad and his dad and another four. When he's done rampaging, I look into his cold, unfeeling eyes. I have enough love for both of us. Hey, stop eating those guys! It's a good thing cars are flying now that keeps the death toll down and protects Fluffy's first clutch of eggs laid all over town. Oh, Fluffy, I'll defend you to the end. Fluffy, you're my only friend. Fluffy, no matter what you do. Fluffy, I'll be here for you. Oh, look, they're hatching. Oh, it's a whole family of hideous monsters. Oh. <laughs>
It's time for an Amazon product review. This week, James sent me a big, big box of polyfill premium fiber. This is basically the fluff that you would put inside pillows. I was excited when I got this, but not as excited as my uncle Chuck. Chuck was here when I opened the package and he immediately took the fluff. He said he had a project. I'm gonna let him finish the review. I was very excited to have the fluff arrive in the mail. I'm going to make several life-size fluffy skin animals out of them. Take the body, take out the inside, put the fluffy inside. They were terrible people when they were alive, but now they're so huggable. You should come over and hug my skin animals. Five stars. Did I mention that my uncle is criminally insane? He's no longer allowed in my house. Tiffany, I swear, we're the cutest two girls in the whole eighth grade. It's like not even close. Like, it's like you and me, um, you know, it, order not necessarily indicative of who's cuter than the other one. I'm just- We're identically up. cute. You're right. Yes. Right. So we're on the top tier together, like next to each other. So we're one and two. And then like, there's like a mile of space. And then there's, I guess, probably Sally, who I have home ec with, would be number three. Number three is probably appropriate, because on a scale of one to ten, that's where I would put her. Oh, shit. She is a three. You have a face like an English bulldog. I think we should go to a different school, where we don't stand out as much for being so fucking cute. Is there a school that exists for people who are cute and rich like us? The next day. Hello, girls. Welcome to the school for a ridiculously cute school children. Oh, you're the most handsome teacher I've ever seen. Mm, thank you. People tell me I'm built like an ox and have strong chisel features. And my beard is almost 18 centimeters long. He uses the metric system. Woo! Oh my God, and he knew exactly the reasons why he's so attractive. We haven't figured that out yet. I bet we'll learn that here. This is the school we've always needed. Yes, our curriculum goes into such topics as why you're so fucking cute. Oh, we swear at the school too. Yeah, you can swear. Go ahead. Why don't you swear right now? Duh. I never swore before. Never been allowed. I was told it was not cute. Come on, just fucking do it. I swear all the time. Oh, duty. Well, that was a test. Nobody actually swears here. You're both kicked out of the cute girls' school. No! Damn it. It was so obviously a test, and we both failed. Ugh. Sorry, girls. I gotta go look in the mirror some more. Hey, guys. It's James here with an Amazon product review. This week, John sent me the... What the fuck is this? Death and Decay Type Whipped Soap, Fluffy Cream Soap, Soap in a Jar, Handmade, 8 Fluid Ounces. This is weird. It is two jars of, I guess, what they describe as a whipped soap. No labels on the jars whatsoever. One is white and the other one is black. This has a few red flags. I... Got them and wasn't sure if I wanted to put them anywhere near my body as they are called death and decay soaps. 
Um, the white one, I assume, is death, and then the black one is decay. I put on some industrial chemical gloves to handle these soaps so I could test them out. And I went outside and uh, rubbed a little bit of the white soap, what I assume is the death soap, on a squirrel that I was able to catch. Uh, I just gave the squirrel a nice little rub with the soap all over, and uh, very quickly the squirrel withered and died. I'm sorry, animal rights activists, for what I did to that squirrel. But to be honest, it's not the worst thing I've done to a squirrel uh, for the sake of this podcast. As for the decay soap, I didn't want to kill any more living things, so I applied a small portion of this to a tree. And like a very strong acid, it kind of started to eat away at the bark of the tree, um, just kind of slowly breaking it down. And the whole tree collapsed on itself after a few minutes. I was a little bit of a loss of where to go from here. I don't know who needs soaps that cause death and decay. But then I remembered, oh yeah, Mitch McConnell's birthday is coming up. I bet he would just fucking love these. So uh, I sent them off as a gift to my favorite senator. And I really hope he uses them all over his toad face. If anybody from the FBI is listening to this, I am joking. This was a joke. Big old joke. Five stars. This episode of There'll Be Crossbows is brought to you by Bunny Buckets. If you're anything like me, you have too many bunnies around. Hi, I'm Uncle Chuck, and I've invented Uncle Chuck's Bunny Buckets. Take the bunny, take out the inside. Now you have a bunny bucket. It's a bucket made out of a bunny. Use your bunny bucket to carry anything you like. Use it for carrying things like marbles. Perhaps posies for your sweetie. Bunny buckets. We gotta be quiet or the homeowners will wake up and hear us. Okay, I'm ready when you are. Larry. Quieter voice than that. I don't understand. Larry, you're talking very loudly. That's because I want to make sure you can hear me clearly as we rob this house. We're house robbers. We should be proud of it. I rob houses. I'm robbing this house right now. Sweetheart, do you hear yelling outside? Probably just the dogs. I swear I heard yelling. Stinky sometimes yells in a human voice. Yeah. I mean, they are purebred, so they're remarkable animals. But do they really? Have they mastered human speech? <sighs> Look, if you're suspicious, I can go down there and see what's going on. I would really prefer if you went down. Hey, look! There's someone coming down the stairs! Oh shit, Larry. I'm out of here. What the hell are you guys doing? This is my house. Hey, you. Don't try to walk away. I see you. Oh, is this your house? What a lovely, what a lovely environment. That dog is sleeping. It's cute. I'm gonna rub its belly. What's wrong with your dumb friend, huh? Dumb, dumb. You nailed it right there. He's dumb. I, right. He's, he's my brother. I was kind of stuck with him from an early age. I have to help take care of him. Yeah, if you're gonna break into a house, I can't imagine you, uh, that, that would be your choice of partner, huh? Well, it's not my choice of activity either, but we're we're in dire financial straits and we got to take it from people who have it like yourself. Look, man, I'm rich enough that I can buy two purebred English bulldogs as you see sleeping over there. So I feel a little bit bad for you. That you're stuck taking care of your brother. And uh, listen, 
if I gave you one of my dogs, you could probably uh, sell it for a lot of money. I'm considering your offer, but I only see one dog laying here. No, no, I've got two. I, I, huh. Where's Stinky? That is weird. That is odd. Come to think of it, the last few days, I've only seen pits running around. That is very interesting. Huh. I'll take it, though. I'll take it. Yeah, go ahead and take the other one. Yeah, honestly, I don't really like English Bulldogs. It's just the only breed my wife will go for. Hello, this is Ted Turnblad, and I would like to provide some feedback on your Amazon review from just a few minutes ago. I'm the manufacturer of Death and Decay soaps, and I would like to say I'm quite displeased that you're sending my soaps to Mitch McConnell. There are so many other horrible people that deserve my soaps as well. I will be sending you an entire case of Death and Decay soap for you to send as a joke to whichever horrible people you like. Hugs and kisses! Ted Turnblad. And that'll do it for the fluffiest episode of There Will Be Crossbows that we have ever had. Thanks for going all the way to the end with us. Do us a favor. Send this podcast to someone new. That helps us spread the crossbows love all through the galaxy. You can also send them a link to our internet radio station playing Crossbows episodes 24 hours a day. Connect with us online with the Crossbow Club. There's always something fun happening there. Look up Crossbow Club. We'll let you in. Beyond that, we will see you next Wednesday for another great episode of There Will Be Crossbows. Thanks and stay safe. <laughs>